The Tony G Show, a special episode. I'm the host, Tony G. With me, as always, is Will McCormick. And Will, we have a very special guest today. That we do. That we do. St. Norbert College Athletics Director, Tim Bald. Tim, as I bring you on, thank you for agreeing to do this interview and being so uh, flexible with the times and, and coming in to sit with us and talk about your career. I, I look forward to this interview. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome, Tony, and thanks to you and Will. I was a little nervous when I heard who the interviewers were going to be, <laughs> so I hope this goes smoothly. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Will and I are the best in the business, Tim. You are in great hands. All right. So before we get into it, a little bit of history and background into who you are. And first off, what prompted this interview was the fact that you came out and announced towards the end of January here in 2021 that you would like to retire from your position here as the athletics director at uh, St. Norbert College. Just a little bit about your history. A 1980 graduate from Loris College in Iowa with a bachelor's degree in business administration and marketing. A 1985 graduate from Western Illinois University with a master's degree in sports management. Also... You were the football program director at Iowa State for eight years. Then at Iowa State, four years as the compliance director. You held that same role, compliance director, at the University of Wisconsin for six years before coming here and spending the next 17 years at St. Norbert College as the athletics director. Some of your statistics. 78 conference championships. 63 NCAA tournaments. Five national championships as well as four added sports. Women's hockey, men's and women's swim and dive, and men's volleyball. You've also hired a plethora of coaching staffs throughout all the sports programs here. Over 20 head coaching positions have been filled. Maybe the most popular of all, Gary Gresh in 2006 for the men's basketball program. So as we begin here, Tim, let me preface this first question by saying I've been fortunate enough to spend a lot of time around the athletics department in my time as a student here at St. Norbert College. You know, I've been able to broadcast, be the public address announcer for most of the sports and work with you, Dan Lucas, Abby Gildernick. And I've had a lot of conversations with you over the years about your family and your responsibilities at home. So let me ask you, Tim, why is now the right time to retire from your position? Well, Tony, that's a good question. I, I've always, even back when I was at Wisconsin and I was looking down the pike and I'd always say, I'm wonder, you know, my, my goal was to go to 65. Sure. And then when I came here to St. Norbert and the amount of hours that you really put in at the job because it's um, – um, the staffing is, is what it is, that you have to wear a lot of hats. And so you put a lot of hours in and a lot of wear and tear. And I think at, towards, you know, about five to seven years ago, I started looking and saying, I think 62 is where I'll be in, but it ended up being 63. It's one year too long now as I look at the what's happened with COVID, but, it's, but you know, I was thinking in that 62, 63 range all along. Before your time here at SNC, as I've mentioned, you spent – about 18 years in different roles at bigger-named universities, Iowa State and the University of Wisconsin. What is something you took from your time at those bigger colleges and those different positions that you've been able to apply and utilize at this position at St. Norbert College? I think it's just the breadth of, of what you do here because you have to do everything. In football, the director of operations there, you do a lot of different things. Um, but then when I went into compliance for that 10-year period, that's when I really learned the breadth and width of the athletic department because compliance touches everything. It touches from admissions to housing to um, the registrar's office. Every complete facet of the institution, compliance has a role in it. And so you've, you really, it's a, compliance is probably the best place for somebody if they want to be an AD someday, the best place to get their background and groundwork in. And that's compliance with NCAA, correct? That, that's correct, yeah. 
So I suppose another uh, subset of that same question, what played into the decision to come to a smaller school like St. Norbert College? Well, having spent 18 years in, in Division One, and then 10 of those with compliance working with, I mean, through the Rose Bowl and Final Fours at Wisconsin and, and student-athletes, and what I found, I, I started getting tired of the entitlement of the student-athlete in Division One. I really got tired of, of that aspect and the, the silos that are are in Division One athletics, where the student athletes, all, they are athlete students mm. in that mm-hmm. order. They have two full-time jobs with the athlete being the most important, and then they're also siloed. So they really don't know other people across campus. And I'm a product, as you said, Loris College, Division Three institution, and I wanted to get back to that environment where people pay for the experience, it's a co-curricular activity, extracurricular activity, athletics, sure. and I, I want to get back to that environment. I believe we've talked about this quite a few times. For those of you who don't know, I've worked with Tim since I was a freshman here. One of the first people I met here for an interview um, was super friendly with me, and I always appreciated that. But I believe we've talked about that all the time, that special thing about being here is that, generally speaking, students take their education very serious, and uh, and that allows them to be, you know, they can be good athletes, but education is the most important part of it. And it's just the athlete, the athletic side of things is like just gravy on top kind of thing. I'd so, agree with that. Yeah. Yep. So, Tim, when you look back at some of the statistics, as I mentioned, 78 conference championships, 63 Division three tournaments, five national championships, you know, the four added sports, which achievement resonates you as either being the toughest to accomplish or the most gratifying to arrive at? I think both in one of those statistics, and that was the 86% winning percentage in conference play in one season. And I think that in and of itself speaks a lot to who we are. And then also I think it's that same span that we finished in the top four in all Midwest Conference sports standings that year from top to bottom out of 10 schools in the league. And that goes to my philosophy. I've always said I want all of our student-athletes to feel like at least one time in their career, in their four years, that they were fighting for a conference championship. I mean, legitimately having a chance to win a conference championship. Now, we're doing some of those at a very high level, beyond the conference championship. We're going for national you know, championships. Right. But by and large, if we can say that every kid during their four years had a chance to – because it's different when you go for a conference championship than just competing. It's a different feel. And – it makes kids feel differently, and it's, it's that experience because that's why they're in it, to compete. And so when we finished in the top four out of ten schools, top to bottom in all, I think, 20 sports at the time, that one made me probably feel the best. That's, yeah. that's crazy to think about. 80, what would you say, 84? 80, 86%. 86% in all sports. Yeah. That is crazy. In the Midwest Conference that year. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. That's almost hard to fathom. Yeah, it is. That's Serious comments. <laughs> so something that we've been sort of alluding to in this uh, interview or that we've touched on a couple times is that you've added multiple sports into uh, St. Norbert College, women's hockey, men's and women's swim and dive, and men's volleyball, as mentioned earlier. What type of challenges tend to surface in adding sports to a collegiate athletic program, especially at the D3 level? There aren't challenges as long as you're ready for it. Okay. You know, and that's the thing. The very first, I can still remember it, my very first day in when I walked in the old Schultes building here, I had three interviews set up. One was with the rowing club. When are you going to add rowing as a sport? 
The other one was with representatives from the Cornerstone Community Center. When are you going to add women's ice hockey? And I can't remember who the third interview was, but those were my two of my first three interviews. And I said, can I find out where the bathrooms are located first before I start you know, making those decisions? But the thing is, you determine where are you and where do you need to be because we're, we're located geographically in Green Bay and hockey's important in this area. Well, hockey makes sense. Can we do it? Well, we said if there's ever another sheet of ice added to the cornerstone, a third sheet where we could build a locker room and call a women's program their own like we have it on the other sheet with the men's on the NHL size rink, I said we would think about it in a minute. Well, lo and behold, about eight, nine years later, I got a call, and they said, they're building another sheet out there. And I said, let's talk women's hockey then. And just one thing led to another. Women's swimming. It wasn't any plan or anything. It was time and place. And the Mulvilles came with the, with the checkbook. <laughs> really. I mean, it came with the building. So it wasn't one of those things we were seeking. But when it does, yeah, that makes sense for us. Let's do it. Because at one time, we did have women's swimming here when I was here. I had to cut it, unfortunately. You know, when you don't have a, a home pool, all your meets are away, you got a part-time head coach, it's a recipe for disaster after a while. You know, I started out, I heard like 20, 20 kids on the team, and all of a sudden it petered out to where we had about five or six left at the last year, so it didn't make sense for us. But then when you have your own pool, absolutely. And then men's volleyball, that was just a result of of admissions coming to us and saying, hey, you thinking about anything? Because really there was a market that they were looking at that wasn't working for them. And you're looking at for some more admissions. And when you add a program, you also say, what is a program going to do for the college? We're going to add student bodies that would not otherwise be here. Not the same kids considering it, additional kids. And so when we brought up Dan Lucas and I were talking, and, and he always kept pushing the idea of men's volleyball. So I threw that out there, and they said, golden. <laughs> and that's how it really came about. In my freshman year when the swim team was added, I believe it was my freshman year. I had I had roomed with a swimmer, and it was that situation where he's like, I wanted to swim, and that brought him here. You know, he was able to go out and get a, a great education here at St. Norbert, but also compete at the collegiate level in swimming. And that's that's like you said, a big draw. And I met you know multiple people that came here because they were able to swim and get a great education here. Yeah, and I think all three sports: hockey, swimming, volleyball. Those are markets that maybe we wouldn't be in normally. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. so there's areas that the admissions department is also pulling from that they normally don't. When you get your name out in those markets, it tends to resonate with the other kids in those schools. Instead of challenges, you know, and bringing up a new program, it's more so, like you're saying, obstacles and opportunity in bringing up a new sport. That's the key for collegiate athletic programs to add one. What about when, as you mentioned, you have to cut one? What sort of challenges... Or, or obstacles do you have to go through in cutting a program? Because obviously that's something you don't want to do, but it's, it's something that's necessary from time to time. Right, and I had to do that once and wasn't fun, and hopefully, well, I won't have to do it again because so, I'll be done. <laughs> but, I mean, in that one, just it wasn't that really. I mean, it was uh, I had to you know go through the rounds and go through my direct report and the president, and we had to make sure and, and, and talk to the different groups on campus that is the right thing and that we weren't going to resurrect it. And it was for the right reasons because we had so many uphill battles with it and you feel sorry for the, for the athletes. But it's funny because one of those swimmers that was on the last team is now a professor here. And I said to her, remember when we said, cause I remember telling the team, I said, if we ever pool, 
we'll gladly consider swimming here again. And I said, we're going to do it. And so she had a big smile on her face. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great story. As mentioned earlier, you've hired over 20 head coaches in your time here at St. Norbert College. And for the most part, they've been very successful hires. What's the key that you look for in a potential hire, whether it might be a trait, a skill, or a piece of experience that you think best fits St. Norbert and the athletics program? What I always look for is, number one, the drive, a background in that sport that can be successful. And it doesn't mean that they have to have a lot of years of experience, but they've got that something, and you have to figure out what that is, and you've got to find out from people that know them if they've got that. And then the ability to recruit. And I said, I think it's, it's true at all levels, but especially in Division Three because it never ends. And the question is twofold about recruiting. It's do they know how to do it, and do they want to do it? And that's the key because a lot of people know how to do it and then don't do it and get lazy, and that's when you drop off. So if you don't know how either of those fail, then you got to fail head coach. But if they know how to recruit and then want to do it because it's, it never ends. And, but you're only going to be as good as your players are. Um, you know, your X's and O's add to it. That's true. I mean, we've got some of our coaches coach circles around other people. But if my players are better than yours, there's a good chance I don't win, you know. And just the personality trait and then, and then the ability to be a class person too. I mean, I try not to think we're going to hire anybody that's going to be a jerk. And if I, and if I have, then I've corrected those situations fairly quickly, I think, in the past when I've made a mistake. Another subset of that question, do you look for a coach to take their philosophy towards their team on their own, or is there something that you try to tell them? Is there a certain direction you try to push them in, just in general be competitive, or, or like you said, sportsmanship? Is there any certain direction you try to pull them towards, or is that more so on the coaches? I think it's the coaches' own philosophy and, and their mindset. Like I said, at, at the outset, as long as I don't hire a jerk, that's the main thing, and then let them go their own path. What I say is hire the right people and then get out of their way and support them. Find out what they need and then just get out of their way and let them do their job. And that's the best thing I can do because if you hire the right person, it takes care of 90% of your other issues. When you don't hire the right person, you've got trouble. And that's, that's what I found over the years. I think it's, has been the case. So I, you know, I don't try to mold anybody to be who they are. They know who Saint Nor- what St. Norbert is and what we're about. And if they come in and, and they don't, they're not a good fit, then we won't even look at them because they have to understand what they're getting into here and then can they be successful and thrive under who we are. I believe it was a year or two ago there was some talk about men's basketball coach, Coach Gresh, leaving or UWGB. Did you play a role in keeping him here, or how did that kind of play out? Sure. Actually, he turned the job down. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's been twice now. One other time, well, really, it's almost, I think, maybe three that he was kind of involved with it. One time, a little more serious, but this last time, turned the job down, was offered it. And mm-hmm. I didn't have any role in it other than to uh, try and help him understand where he's at and what does he want. Because if that's what he wants and that's what he's going to do, we want him to be successful and just to point things out to say what we have and compare it to what it would be like there and compare those situations. You know, it's always the, the T graph, you know, plus and minus and, and, and see where, where it falls out. Just because it's a bigger job or, 
more pain job? Is that a better job? And do you get more success in life doing that? You know, um, sure, it's your alma mater, but you have to look at all the things that go into it, too. Right. All the different supports that you may or may not have. And you know we're a given and what you've done here and what you can do. And you know you can be a success here going and going and going. And you know who you're going to be able to coach, the kind of kid that you're going to coach here. So I think when he weighed all those things out, he just came to the best decision that, you know what, my comfort level is here. And um, I think they were a little surprised. (laughs) I was too. I I mean, I'm really pleased that he was able to stay. Obviously, he's been one of the most successful coaches here in recent history, maybe next to Connie Tilly. He's built up this program. He's a, a lot of prestige here. Our basketball is pretty darn good here. So that's, I'm sure that played a role. I remember when I was trying to recruit Gary to come here, I was talking to him and one of his, his, uh, he was at Lakeland as the coach. And, and one of the things he said is, you know, I've got a good team and I just, I don't know if I want to leave him. I said, Gary, you're a hell of a coach and you're always going to have a good team. There's never going to be a good time to leave. So you have to ask yourself, is this opportunity going to get you more to where you want to be than staying at Lakeland? And so, I mean, you can use it on the other end too, but that's the thing. I mean, guys like that, they're always going to have good teams. So you just got to say, when's the best time to make that change? A little hypothetical here, Tim. I'm the new athletic director coming in to fill your shoes, and I have no prior knowledge of SNC. What's one thing you can tell me about St. Norbert College that separates it from other schools? The people. People say that a lot. You know, it's overused. I think it is from from our coaching staff to the people, the support staff all throughout, you know, from housing, food service, admissions office, campus and event services. Everybody all around campus wants to help. Facilities up and down. And I've talked to coaches that have come and gotten hired here, and they've been at other schools, and they're like, man, (laughs) this is different. You know, and they just said, it's, we're not used to, I'm just not used to this being at school. Some come from bigger schools where that's just kind of, it's more of the bigger operation. So you don't get that, that one-on-one feel, you know, that person, personal feel. Mm-hmm. But people just said, it's just different here. And you no, know, I I knew it and I could sense it when I came on my interview. So that's really why I wanted to be associated with it. What has changed over the course of your career, that 17 year career, specifically at the D3 level, and what strides still need to be taken to achieve student-athlete fulfillment as well as school satisfaction? Man, hell of a question there, Tony. Thank you. <laughs> I think the thing that has changed the most in D3 athletics is the competitiveness of it from top to bottom in programs. And that it's, it, it's funny because even especially in the Midwest Conference, we we're always kind of the the pillars of the not elite, I don't, elite's not the right word, but we held ourselves that we were still of the, the original philosophy of Division Three. you know, no off-campus recruiting. We're going to play less games than everybody mm. else because, and those kind of things. Well, as soon as there's less students filling the beds, all those kind of pillars go out the window, and you're fighting for kids, and the competitiveness of it comes into play. And I think just knowing that that Division One, Two, II, and Three, while there's still a distinct level of ability, it gets blurred a little bit more <laughs> with between the divisions that kids can go up and down and be successful a little bit more. It's it's that financial aid agreement form that changes everything else. And your other part of the question, I'm sorry, Tony. Which strides need to be made in order to achieve student-athlete fulfillment as well as school satisfaction? 
Well, I think Division Three does it pretty good. You talk about St. Norbert in particular, or Division Three? Division Three athletics. I, I still think Division Three does a good job of it. I really do. The the balance of being a student athlete. You know, we we don't have rules. A twenty hour rule in practice, like Division One, they have to put a rule in, or otherwise the coaches are just going to. I mean, they already do. They make out their classes for them. They tell them when to lift. They they're there all summer long. They don't have jobs. They get the stipends to be there and, and go to class all summer. I mean, they, they dictate their lives. Here, you're a student and an athlete, and that balance is still there, even though it's pushing more and more to because the coaches are competitive and they know Division three can be a competitive place to be. Um, I still think the balance of the student-athlete is still in line. I, I firmly do believe that because I don't think there's those coaches that are so crazy that they're going to – you know, train kids for, coach them for 30 hours a week or whatever. So now focusing on St. Norbert again, as you look towards the future of St. Norbert College after you have stepped away, what do you think needs to happen here, if anything? Where do you see the direction of the athletics program? I assume it'd be very positive because, you know, things are still very strong here in the athletics program, but uh, could you elaborate on the future of St. Norbert College after you've stepped away? Yeah, I think it'll still be strong, successful because of the, the people they have in place here. It's going to be a step up athletically in going to the new league next year. We start in the NAC. You know, I won't be able to see see the, the introduction of that, but that's going to be a step up, especially in a couple of sports that are pretty doggone strong in that league that we're not used to over the past few years. And so we have to figure that out. I think at a point, too, we, we do, you know, I have some staffing issues that we have some part-time head coaches still here, and that's been an, been an ongoing issue. It's not. Um, lost on anybody. They, I think everybody knows knows that that are associated with the athletic department and the administration here. I think if that can be addressed, I mean, the sky's the limit. You know, how, what we could do here if we really wanted to, because the people we compete against, a lot of them, for example, Lake Forest College, they have 20 sports, 32 staff members full time. We have 23 sports, 17 full time staff members. Uh, so, I mean, if we want to, and I know there's, and it's not saying that, that the college can't address them because there's needs all over campus. We're one of, we're, we're one of many divisions on this campus and departments, I should say, not divisions, but departments that have the same needs. So I'm not trying to say, oh, woe is us because we are funded fine as far as, you know, budgets and that type of thing to compete, to be successful. But if we want to take that next step, it has to come, I think, in probably staffing. I hate to be the guy to bring up this topic, but we have to discuss... Way to go, Will. <laughs> you just do it anyway. <laughs> we have to discuss the landscape of uh, collegiate athletics during these pandemic times. Obviously, a lot has changed. What particular challenges have arisen from the COVID pandemic that you're looking forward to not having to deal with anymore? Yeah, it's it's been so unfortunate in that regard that we had it. Um, but you do have the, the case of, of, you know, the president of the college and, and the board of regents and, and our department having to look out for the, the health and safety of our student-athletes, coaches, and staff, and the liability that comes with that as well. You know, we try to look out for the best interest of that, and unfortunately some of the, you know, teams fallen, the winter sport teams could not compete this year. Um, they still practiced and tried to keep up their skills, and that's a good thing. I think the mental aspect of it, mental health, as with all students, it's not just a student-athlete thing. I think that 
being able to get out and run around and skate and swim and do all the things and shoot baskets and do all the things that our fallen winter sport teams did was healthy for them. They had a little bit of an outlet. Even though they weren't competing, at least they were able to get out in their in their apparatus of their sport and be able to do some things, burn some right. energy. And like in a sense, like you, like you said, their sport is their outlet. Like Tony and I, this is our outlet. Yep. This is something we do for fun. It's creative. And not having that sport takes a toll well, on your mental stability. Especially that's the athletes. That's what they, you know, some of them came here to play sports because they knew they were going to get some playing time or whatever the reason was. I mean, that, that played a big part in them mm-hmm. coming to the school in the first place and then having that stripped away for that unfortunate yep. reason. Absolutely. And the nice thing that the NCAA did do across Division One, Two, II, and Three was to award another year for every, every student athlete that wanted to come back. Now, at some levels, it's a scholarship and they get paid to be able to come back. At other levels, it's they're going to pay to come back if they want to. And, you know, the Norbs Ninth helped with uh, with financial aid that was afforded by the college. It was a good thing. And for those who have made the decision, some came back and did that from last year, you know, for the spring. And then we'll find out if some of those also made that effort and, and are going to look forward to next year with, a, with another year. There's been a lot of stories that I'm sure you have over 17 years here at St. Norbert College. I'm thinking more so of... The opening of Schneider Stadium, or I know specifically for me in my time here, the Connie Tilly, 42 years, her ceremony. Anything that sticks out to you over the years that you think, man, I, I love my job, or I love being here at St. Norbert College? I still look back on my first day. Okay, sure. <laughs> I do. I, said, I just said it to somebody the other day. I can't remember who it was. I was talking on the phone to somebody, and we were talking about the difference of Division One and Division Three, and I, I still said I knew I was in the right place, when the, for the reasons that I left Division One silos and athlete student and all those reasons that I wanted to get away from it, that first weekend in the fall in August, the very first after when classes started and you've got that first weekend where everything's kicking off the athletic events, and it was the old Schultes building right down here, parking lot was here, and I walked in the lobby at about eight in the morning. Cross country team was stretching. They were getting ready to go out to Colburn Park here in Green Bay. They had the Tom Berry cross country meet. The golf team, some of them were packing their bags in the back of a van, and they had their little sack lunches with them, and they're getting in the van to go somewhere, I think down to Beloit. <laughs> the football team was here, and they were getting prepared to um, go through their meetings in the morning because they had a football game that day. And the amazing thing was they all knew each other, and they're high-fiving each other, and they're saying, good luck. And you're doing all these things that I went, oh, my God, this is it. This is what I wanted to be around. That they, they Kids knew each other, and that was the atmosphere, and they were doing it because they loved to do it. And it's still probably my number one thing. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so cool. I, 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 there is something to be said about, you know, just everyone kind of having that the small college feel. That's what drew me here. It's everybody knows each other. You always are trying to push each other. And that's, you know, that probably plays into a role why we're so competitive here, too, but so what's next for Tim Bald? Your retirement, effective June 1st, what's next? Well, I've got a lot of stuff on the plate here coming up. Um, I'm getting married April 3rd. <laughs> Congratulations. So that's the newest thing. That's awesome. And um, I'm going to be a grandfather in May, the end of May, first time. This is awesome. And, uh, yeah, so I think there's not a lot of things that I have to worry about as far as planning and, and being ready for. Um, I'm going to keep busy. I'm also, um, I have applied for my substitute teacher certificate so i might jump into the west de pere school district <laughs> if they're ready for me or not because i want to do something you know just for like a two-year window maybe just to look at it to 
because it's a, it's kind of funny because if I would have gone without COVID, COVID's kind of eased me into retirement because the, the the stoppage of play where you used to just go on from August right through until May, just boom, 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 boom. It's so busy. But without this, it's kind of been, you know, if I'd have gone cold turkey, it would have been a little tough, tougher for me to handle. And I've talked to other people, ADs, and they said, you better make sure you get a hobby because it's going to be different for you. So I think with the two things I said before, the marriage and the grandbaby and that, I think I got a plan that I'll be ready. And then who knows where the world's going to take me, you know? So maybe thinking we've been talking, uh, my fiance and I've been talking about maybe doing um, service work, maybe even, even internationally, something like that. But I'm sure I've got three boys and my fiance has a daughter the same age as one of my boys. And so who knows where they're going to end up and where future grandkids will be. So stay that's tuned. Kind of- that's kind of exciting. You could just see where life's going to take you and, and have fun with it and enjoy it. It's That's really exciting. The substitute teaching thing is pretty neat. I, I bet you'd be a really good sub. I wish I could have you as a, <laughs> as a sub in high school. <laughs> we wish you the best of luck in uh, what comes next for you after after uh, you retire and your marriage and becoming a grandfather. That's all very special things. So we wish you the best of luck. And I'm mm-hmm. sure the rest of the college does as well. As we wrap up, this is the part where we may get a little soft here. Will and I want to take a second to thank you on behalf of what you have done for us. So I'll let Will go first and then, and then I'll uh, say an appreciation for you. I came here as a freshman and I applied for a job in the fitness center. You're one of the first people I met and was very friendly to me. I was very eager, um, really excited just to get going on things. And you were, you know, open arms and have been friendly with me forever. I'm now the manager at the fitness center and we work with each other. I mean, we've been texting each other probably weekly at, you know, seven o'clock at night when something random comes up and you've always replied to me and been very, very helpful. And so I just, you know, want to say thank you. Um, and I hope that, you know, whatever is up next for you in life, it's going to be a great time because you definitely deserve it. And you've given every student here throughout your time here, you've given it everything. So thank you from everybody that we, yeah, just thank you. Thank you, Will. Well, you've done a great job too. And you've been a, been a fine addition to their fitness center and doing all that. And, uh, you're a great uh, representative of St. Norbert College. Thank you. I appreciate that. So for me personally, um, you know, many people who know me know that I'm into the broadcasting aspect of uh, sports. And I've been very lucky to be part of the athletics to program after, you know, I was going to play baseball here. And then I got an opportunity internship elsewhere, so I couldn't do both. And I decided to chase my career. I was still able to be part of the athletics to program, even though I wasn't an athlete. I got to broadcast. I was able to public address announce for multiple different sports in my first year here at St. Norbert College. And I think much of that is because of you. So I appreciate all the work you put in to make sure that I've had that opportunity to get that experience. And furthermore, you know, I brought up many uh, issues to you. I think it was my freshman year here, my first year, I was able to email you, have a discussion with you about some things on the broadcasting side. I think we needed new headsets, and I brought that up to you. You know, just little things like that that, you know, I've never had experience of doing that. You know, so I had no idea if you were going to be open-minded towards it or, you know, I mean, a person of power and some freshman coming in to talk to them, they could just shoo them away. But you were very patient and gracious. We had new headsets. Thank you for for being open-minded with me and giving me the opportunity to become a broadcaster here at St. Norbert College. Well, you're welcome. And Tony, you've done a great job as well. I mean, all the broadcasts you've done for us and announcing, as you said. I mean, and that's that's what Division Three is about, you know, giving everybody an opportunity, whether it's on the field, court, pool, whatever, or in the broadcasting or 
whatever it is, you know, working the scores table. So you've done a great job and I don't know how we're going to replace you. <laughs> I don't see anybody in the pipeline. So, but you know what? That's somebody else's problem. It's not yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah, me <laughs> too. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> yep, I'm good from here. No, but uh, yeah, thank you for, for everything you've done for St. Norbert College and especially this interview for being so open-minded and flexible with us to make sure that we could get you one final send-off from the source of St. Norbert College, some St. Norbert College students to interview you. So thank you. Um, we appreciate you and the best of luck with where you go from here. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Go Green Knights.